Hello, and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, the podcast where Patrick is the fit one, and we answer your questions about the church from the inside. By the fit one, I mean the fat one. <laughs> no, you told me you went to see a physician today. No, this was a few days ago. Okay. Yes, I did go, and I got, quote, for a guy your size, you're in excellent health. Which is all you really want to hear. Dude, all my numbers were jamming, and all my little levels were killing it, and life was good. Everything was good. Like, he, it was impressive. If I went into a, you know, whatever, you, what do you call it? A general practitioner? A GP? Yeah. They would probably tell me, you know, for somebody who exercises as much as you do, you're not doing so good. Oh, you got issues, Brian. Right. We're going to have to call you in, Brian. You can't even talk about these over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like our new setup. I have to turn to look at you. I said before the podcast that it's like when I'm laying in bed. And I can open my eyes, and I got one of them projector clocks that projects the time on the ceiling. And when it's not working, I actually have to roll my head over. And it's such a hassle in the middle of the night to do that. That's what our new setup's like. Wow. This is such a hassle for me to turn this, like, six degrees. I was about to – I was going to say eight degrees. (laughs) Yeah. We're making eye contact right now, but Pat has an eight degree, or sorry, six degree angle. I have to turn my chair even. Wow. Life's hard. This sucks, dude. Gosh. Why do we have this set up? Because Zoe's asleep in my bed, and we normally record in my room. Is that weird for that you? That is weird. Is that weird for yes. you, the listener, knowing that this gets no, recorded in my bedroom? I'm listening to you. Yes, it's weird to me that we record in your bedroom. Well, now we're recording it in the guest bedroom. This is better. It's an office. There's no telling who slept in that bed. And there's a hedgehog. There is a hedgehog, yeah. So Trixie the danger mouse. (laughs) Don't follow on Instagram. Don't. 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 Don't encourage her. You know what? While we're on the subject, I want to talk about something that's just criminal. Trixie the criminal. Criminal. Trixie the. Is it a, are we talking a felony or a misdemeanor? A misdemeanor. Trixie the danger mouse has more Instagram followers than Belonging Before Believing. <laughs> of course. And it's like not close. I think she has twice as many. Because, let's be honest. Trixie's cute. Maybe we should. We're col- not so much. Maybe we should collab. <laughs> start doing some hedgehog pictures in each of our posts, so we can use those hashtags. You know what? And the I don't want to do that just following. because that would give too much joy to your wife. That we're acknowledging that the hedgehog <laughs> has value. Is more attractive than we are. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to give your wife that satisfaction. What? Do you, do you guys even got a topic or are you just rambling here? Both? Both? No, okay. We're making up episodes again. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Why not? It's because not a bad thing. It just happens. I Every know. podcast you listen to, sooner or later they come along and go, 
uh, we're re-recording this because the last episode with the thing and the deal and something. Yeah, we already did that once. The yeah, but everybody, it happens the, to everybody. The novelty is worn off. No, okay. So I'll be honest. It's as not we, novel. It's just being real. As we transition into what our actual question is today, uh, I am disappointed that this one, the original, didn't get recorded because this is the first episode where we you will not hear. Patrick or myself really land strongly on the answer of the question. And to be able to hear it the first time through, we're probably going to sound a little more confident this go around. I'm not. You don't think so? No, we, I'm not any more settled on it today than I was. Well, that's good. I was afraid. Tuesday? It was Tuesday. Okay, so four days, three days, four days ago. That's hard. But anyway, Shut up. so the question. Can Christians smoke weed? Should Christians smoke weed? Is it optional? I like that last yeah, question. it's optional. For sure, it's optional. It's not mandatory. <laughs> yeah, we're not Rastafarians. So, I actually had a chance to talk to uh, a guy I work with about this today. Okay. And uh, he had an answer right away. What, what was it? He he's not down, which I was kind of surprised. If I'm being honest, he's not down. He's not down. He does not. He, he does not approve. Want Christians to be smoking the weed. No, no. Okay. So, um, and my what I explained to him is that I feel like this is a great way for us to prove that we mean what we say when we don't want to build fences where scripture does not build fences. So Did with, he understand that? Yeah. Or just explain it to him? No, he was tracking with me. Okay. He was tracking with me. This guy's a Christian then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, with that, I would like to lay my cards on the table Okay. as we jump into this topic Okay. that I have never touched the stuff Oh, myself. no, no. You lie. You lie. You have touched it. Okay. We went over this. Okay. Okay, but the listeners didn't hear this, but I'm not going to let you get away with that again. I said it, it on nonsense. purpose so that you would bring it up so All that right. I could say it again. Uh, See, yeah, this is sure why I didn't did. want to acknowledge sure. that we sure did it before. Did. All this sure stuff is going to sound rehearsed now. No, this we don't is prepare for anything, and this is our second go around. Like it matters. Anyway. Anyone listening to this is going to think there's no way this is their second go around. We're such a rambling bunch of nonsense. I know. They wouldn't have thought that if you hadn't said this is our second time recording this episode. Anyway, so yes, I have touched it when I was working <laughs> night shifts and people would drop a little nug in my tip jar and I would pick it up and I would throw it in the trash. So yes, I've touched it. I've been around it a lot. Um, but no, I've get that contact high. I've not partaken. No, but if I didn't get one at that Dave Matthews show that I went to, <laughs> then well, how would you know if you had one, anyways? I didn't feel any different than I've ever felt in my life. Maybe you're just high all the time. You're high on life. So, although you're high on Jesus, the, the Dave Matthews you're drunk show, the Holy Spirit, the Dave Matthews show, it was probably second. For the strongest odor and the most difficult to get away from, second to the Beach Boys, there oh, was yeah. there was a lot of oh, weed yeah. no, at that yeah. Beach Boys concert. I, I'm not surprised by that at all. Old timers too. So I'm gonna lay my cards on the table. I've smoked a lot of pot. 
Now, it's it's been a long time, and granted, the pot, the weed, the ganja, the hooch. It's not hooch. <laughs> I'm just making words up. I know what it is. Hippie lettuce. Hippie lettuce. <laughs> Gra- uh, grass. You want to sound like an grass. old-timer? Call it grass. No, like Michael Scott trying to buy from those guys <laughs> in the back of the van, and he gets the Caprizi salad for 500 bucks. 500 bucks. That's a good deal. That's a good I'm losing money on this. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Okay, so I have, before I was a Christian, I smoked a lot of pot, and I was a raver, and I did all kinds of drugs, and, but, okay, granted, what I was, my point I was getting at is, it's certainly, back in the 80s and 90s, when I was smoking pot, certainly wasn't as potent as it is today. So we so did not let people off the hook when they tried to say that about wine in the Bible days, mm-hmm. and now we're going to let you off the hook. No, for, no, 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 I'm just qualifying. For because, your weak weed? No, yeah, well, there's, let's be honest, there's going to be some people that are going to be like, you never got high, you haven't had the KSB. Ken- <laughs> Not the Kentucky, what? <laughs> no, you well, KBS. Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> no, I was going to say Kentucky Breakfast no, Stout. Oh, that's KBS. Killer Skunk Buds. <laughs> Killer Skunk Buds, which dude, still the sounds... The KSB, dude, <laughs> how do you not know that? <laughs> I've I been just, around it, but I don't know nothing about KSB killers. Cookbooks. Okay. <laughs> sounds like <laughs> sounds like a really bad reggae band. Well, it might be a really good reggae band. Yeah. And who? Let's be honest. Who are you to judge reggae? I hate reggae. D- I hate it. My point has been made. All right, fine. Dude, I seen Eka Mouse. That was a fun show. Okay, reggae sunsplash back and so. Anyways, that's a throwback. Anyways. So I have done a lot of drugs all, and lots of various different kinds of drugs, but pot was the one thing that I thought I would never, ever quit. In fact, after I became a Christian, there was a minute where I had hooked back up with some old friends who had also, uh-oh, gotten saved. No, uh-oh. We're good now. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> Except everyone goes, the sound quality just changed. Maybe I'm high. (laughs) Whoa, the show gets you high. (laughs) I still have never been high. Uh, You will when you listen to this, though. That's the thing. Okay, so I'd hook back up. Belonging before (laughs) believing. The psychedelic experience. Dude. 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 Okay. I know I'm a square. Please continue. Hook, so hooked up with some old friends who who had become Christians, and they were still smoking pot. And I started smoking pot with them for a couple of months. It wasn't very long, but um, at that point, I thought, you know what, this is great. I'm never gonna quit doing this stuff. And it got old quick. And honestly, the Lord had just convicted me that you know what, at this point, this probably isn't something I should be doing. Mostly at that time, it was because it's just illegal. And maybe that kind of springboards us into the question. Um, but the reality is, is I'm uh, to be uh, perfectly bald and to set my cards on the table, like Brian said, I'm not settled on this issue. This is one of these episodes where you're, I'm not going to come away from here saying, this is definitively the truth. This is what it is. And I don't even have a, this is my, what I think about this. I'm not sure. 
a few years ago, I would have said that, you know what, I'm, I'm not sure it's bad. I'm not sure it's a you know, thing that's a sin, but it's illegal. And so therefore you can't. And that's what, that's what makes it a sin is that you would be violating the laws of the land. Well, we don't have that anymore. Right. And for the states who still do, it's just a matter of time. It, it is. It's just a matter of time. Um, but if we were in one of those states, I would still say, yeah, you shouldn't do it because we're not trying to break the laws of the land. Um, the, the only really biblical warrant we have as Christians for violating the laws of the land is when we are commanded to do something by the government that scripture tells us we should be doing. So if they were to say, you can't preach the gospel anymore, you can't have Bible studies, you can't have church, we would have to disobey that. But this is not even close to that. (laughs) This is an issue where we're going to end up in the realm of what we call Christian liberty, I think. And that right there is going to make some people bristle and very uncomfortable with the rest of this discussion. Well, but... You even said, dude, you talked to today was not down. No, 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 no. I'm not disagreeing with that part. I'm, I'm wondering if you are firmly saying that this is a Christian liberty issue. Or if you're just saying that that's how you're leaning. I, well, I'm saying that, okay, what, what I'm saying is that as I'm wrestling with it, those are the principles I'm using to wrestle with it. Sure. And because I'm not completely persuaded that, that, this is, that it is a sin issue. I, there is a sense where it is like drunkenness. And where, okay, being high is not the same as being drunk. And even being high smoking pot isn't the same as acid, the same as ecstasy, the same as cocaine, the same as lo- lots of these other drugs, speed and meth. Um, they all have different highs that come with it. But it still is an altered state of consciousness, which is what drunkenness is. Right, we would say that you are at a place where you have gone out of your regular frame of mind, your regular state of consciousness, into a realm where you are operating on a different level of consciousness. I'm not getting all metaphysical and saying you're, you know, spiritually being enlightened or something like that. All I'm saying is when you're drunk, you're in a different place. When you're high, really high, you're in a different place. When you're, you know, stoned, when you're, you know, whatever it is, you're in a different place. So I think that there's parallels, and I think the parallels are strong enough to say that if you are in this altered state of consciousness to the point where you are not even close to the same person, you are clearly out of control of your actions, your emotions, your thoughts, then it's a problem. Whereas if you are in your own home and you're using pot for recreational use, uh, you know, at this point I'm like, I, I I don't think that that's a sin unless you just get so baked that you like can't even get up to get your Doritos. You know, that's, that's, I think you're, 
you're over the line and I think you've gone too far. But again, I'm, I'm not completely settled on this issue. I'm still wrestling with it in my mind. So what I that's kind of where I'm at right now. So what I hear you saying is that there is gradation. I think so. To how high you can get. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's that. And so. Although if you like take a pill, ecstasy, there's no gradation. Right, right. You're you're gone. No, yeah, no, I I, I get that. So what I hear you saying. You shoot heroin, you're gone. Yep, I'm following you. So what I hear you saying, though, is that there could be an appropriate amount and a not appropriate amount. Of We're just talking about marijuana here. Yep. I think so. I I think so. And, and I think anybody, ah, maybe that's not fair. I think most people who have smoked pot and done other drugs would say, yeah, there's a difference, right? People call it a gateway drug. Right. Um, for a reason. That's not just thrown around by conservatives who are trying to spook the kids, you know, and get them to just say no kind of thing. No, there's a sense where that marijuana is not as strong, not as dangerous, not as crazy as all a lot of the other things out there. But if you do get high, there's a sense where you're like, whoa, this is high. I want to try this other high and then try this and then try this and then try this. That concerns me. But it's, it's no different than drinking. When I drink beer... And then there's a sense where I want to try wine and realize, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> and then I drink whiskey and I'm like, oh, I do like that. And then I drink gin and I'm like, ah, maybe not so much. Well, except for what you said before, that there's no gradation in basically any of these other drugs. Yeah, y- yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're, you're right. That's one of the things I need to think about. And because the thing to me is, I it's like I said, this is such a hard conversation for me to have, having never experienced it. But I, I don't know, dude. I think you you're in the better position to have this, to be objective and think this through than I am. And I know you're more settled. I, and and I know I I'm think more settled and, for and, myself. And I, you're for sure. you're more restrictive, conservative, you're, you lean more that way on this issue than I am. No, I get that. That's not surprising to me. No, um, me neither. And I, I believe me, that's not lost on me. And it makes me think that, that perhaps because of my experiences that my objectivity is skewed and, and I can't, and I'm, that's why I'm wrestling so much with this. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it is clear that we're not to be drunk because of the the change in our, I mean, everything from our ability to stay in control to even our personality, our decision making, our just just being impaired in so many different right. ways. You hear people being called angry drunk, happy right. drunk, you right. know, and the whole point is they're a different person when they're drunk, right? Well, not to mention like when you know the next day there's so much shame that, that comes with it for so many people. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I um, could drive. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and that was a joke folks. Right. That was a joke. Right. Don't anybody. Well, yeah. Write us, please do tell me how awful I am. Write me, please write us. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I did the Ernie. Did you hear that? You totally did. <laughs> I, I, to me, it just sounds like a gradation of high is it, it's a level of that impairment, I guess that I think is the principle that we see going along with drunkenness. Um, now, okay. am, am so, I, now, obviously, am I more open-minded to that, even though it's not the same as being drunk, than I am to say... Open-minded to what, specifically? To it being... Or to being high, being different than being drunk. Because that's... Honestly, you're talking about them being similar. I've heard way more people talk about how they're not the same. No, no, th- it's different. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same. Right, you're talking about being really high. No, I'm, I'm just saying getting high is different than... This, the feeling that you get when you're buzzed or drunk. No, I understand that. But at the beginning of this episode, you did compare the two. You did say well, they were sure, similar. and I and and we have to, don't we? I mean, I, I, I as many people as well. No, you you do because you're using the same principles I am. We're we're both falling back on drunkenness mm-hmm. because that's what we have biblically, and not much else, and nothing else. But we can't say, well, then. Drop a tab, woohoo! You know right. we we can't do that. We we have to use the principles we do have to inform the decisions we make for ourselves and as pastors, the counsel that we give to others. So what we're doing when we're referring back to drunkenness is, we're, as I am not, and I want to be clear, I am not saying there's a one to one exact correspondence with being drunk and being high. I'm saying the principles that I'm using, I have to use when we're talking about being stoned, even though it's a way different experience. The equation is the altered state of consciousness that it puts you in. Right. That you being out of control and you're in a different form of being out of control. So I'm totally acknowledging they're different. I I totally get that. But there is an equation that does happen. It's not specific. It's not one-to-one, but it's there. Right. I, well, yeah, I'm just trying to think what else is there. So at this point, w- if, if we had somebody who had come into church and they started attending and they pulled you aside and they said to you this Sunday, Ryan, dude, I, you know, I, I just got this thing and I really want to get your take on it. I, I've been smoking pot. And what do you think about it? So... I think that I, I don't want. I guess I kind of want to tell this story first. I will answer your question. I promise. But that conversation reminds me a lot of the conversation that you and I had years ago when I was walking. When past... When you were touching the buds that yeah, came right <laughs> came out no, of your tip. When jar. I was walking past your study, and you're like, "Hey, I need to talk to you." I'm like, "Okay." And back at this point, you had decided that your take on um okay so so in second first timothy there it makes a distinction in the elder and the deacon and it says elders should not be given to wine and deacons should not be given to much wine there you go and back then in my fundamentalist i was still coming out of that fundamentalist mindset and i read that just wooden literally that elders elder Elders can't drink at all, period, in any way, shape, or form. But deacons could a little bit. They right. could take communion. <laughs> you know, that, honestly, that's kind of where my mind was. And it took me a while to really think through that and realize 
not only is that a bad interpretation of those texts, but that just is silly. It's just ridiculous that, that I even thought that. But again, it's that fundamentalist tradition that had crept in there. And, and I'm sure there's still areas where it's there, but it just takes a long time for it to get out of all of the areas. And so, so that, that's the background. So I walk past your study. Yeah. And you say, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm like, okay. It was not like that. It was pretty much like that. Um, I remember I was there. You're like, um, you did the poopy pat face. That's basically how it felt. You, because I remember getting all Dude, apprehensive. I, I had anxiety. My blood pressure. I, know. I was not fit pat. I know. I had high blood pressure at that That's moment. That's why I said it the way I said it, because when I went in there and I'm immediately bracing myself for something terrible, you know, like, so you said, so I need you to know I started drinking. I'm like, okay. And here I'm thinking you've got like, or like Colt 45 and you're just doing Johnny Walker black, whatever it takes to get the job done. And you're just like so stressed out with ministry that you're like getting into the hard stuff. It's either this or a gun in my mouth. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) He says with a snicker. Wow. Wow. Anyway. Well, it's me. It's not somebody else. So that's where my head went. Although I'd probably still be laughing. So that's where my head went. And I said, okay, can I, can I ask why? And I said, no. I said, shut up and go submit, dude. No. <laughs> and then you took me through all the stuff that you just did. Like, yeah. I, like I said, what changed? And then you're like, oh, this is the way I was reading these passages before. And I just think that's nonsense. And I'm being inconsistent and blah, blah, blah. And I went, awesome. <laughs> you want to grab a beer? Like, it was great. So if somebody pulled me aside and you just did the voice again, hey, dude, I need to talk to you. Hey, dude. Yeah. I need to talk to you. Yeah. And so you're like... Is it that? Is there that pregnant pause with a breath in between it? No, you weren't that passive. That was drama. You were more intentional. Dude, I need to talk to you. But dour. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, obviously, right away, this person, I can tell, has apprehension. We are recording right now, right? Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Uh, They're... (laughs) Wow. They're not... (laughs) They're not comfortable talking about this. And I'm going to ask them right away, like, like, okay, like, you see my... Yeah, person back in the back of the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So they tell I'm me... bringing like, the listeners up. Yeah. I had forgotten where you were going to. So yeah, I told you I would answer. So... I lost a few brain cells along the way somewhere. <laughs> imagine where. So they, they tell me smoke. that when they're playing video games on the weekend... Before bed, it just helps them unwind, blah, blah, blah. So I started, I started smoking. I'm like, okay, so... Wh- Did they use the fra- phrase smoking? Probably. <laughs> Rolling doobies. <laughs> There's nothing more fun than listening to you use these colloquialisms. Like, I'm so enjoying you using these little pop phrases. <laughs> And I'm old, so I'm using the old ones from when I was like doing it. I get it, but it's just comedy to me. Sorry. Started, started taking dabs. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'll teach you sometime. No, I know, I know. Anyway, my daughter had to tell me. Listen, <laughs> I I don't know a lot about this stuff, but I know I, I know I know 150 kids who do. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I, I is that s- every employee? Yes. Come on, not every single one. You said one was like anti it. All right, 135 employees. All right, all right. Anyway, I just assume. 
I can't wait till they Dang, hear that. Dang, man, I almost spilled all over myself. I can't wait till they hear that. Anyway, this dude likes to smoke when he plays video games to just to unwind at the end of the day. I'm like, okay, like, so what, why are you coming to me with your tail between your legs? And why are you having such a hard time talking to me about this? Because he assumes that every church is going to be like, what? You do what? That's the drugs. You need to get off that. Oh, my gosh. You can't love Jesus and do the drugs. Because that's what he's expecting. And I'm, I'm, he's expecting to get a theological punch in the jammies. Well, well I'm going to ask, do you, do you believe that? Like, do you actually think that that's like a good thing for them to be saying and believing? I'm not that guy, but no. <laughs> no. Okay. So you don't think you have any issues? Like there's no hangups? Like you're Dude, not convicted oh, when you're I have, your video games I have some issue or else I wouldn't be coming to you. That's my point. Right. That's totally my right. point. And my issue is I'm a little bit convicted, but I'm not exactly sure where this conviction is coming from. Is this a sin or not? Because we know that there are people who sit in our pews who would disagree with us on some point or another. Um, well, you and me are disagreeing. We're going to end well, up disagreeing on this one. I'm talking about things in general, but yes. Um, and some of them, like, they come to us and they want to talk about it. And some of them will we'll find out, like, they, their conscience is clear mm-hmm. and they know they disagree. Mm-hmm. So they just sit there and they just go about their, I mean, church business <laughs> And it's fine. Yeah. Because they, they have a clear conscience. They're not convicted by it. That doesn't weird them out that we have a different view than they do. And so it's just business as usual. And so if somebody, I think, had a really clear conscience that this is something that Christians should totally be able to do, guilt-free, whatever, I, I don't think most people would be pulling their pastor aside and be like, hey, dude, what do you think about this? So it tells me that you already have some measure of guilt. And yeah, I think we'd have to kind of talk and figure out if that's because of expectations or if that's something that's going on where you're being convicted by the Holy Spirit. Because So would you tell him he needs to quit doing that? I would tell him if you don't know if something is a sin or not, not because you need to ask your pastor or something like that, but if you're like laying there and you're thinking like, oh gosh, like I don't know if this is a sin or not, then why would you do it? Oh, see, I, okay, I would say why would you quit at that point? Really? Well, yeah. Well, it, if we've talked this much through, yeah, which we just have in this particular scenario, and this same person is talking with me, like we're, you know, I, I've heard exactly the same things you have, and there's just this like guilt of you know I'm just not sure I would I would probably say well what's why would you quit at this point is it just because purely that you feel like the church is going to bash you is, is the guilt coming from some kind of cultural hangover is it coming from some kind of you know expectation that you had growing up in some legalistic or catholic church or something um, wh- where's this coming from? And I find out, you know, it's just really, I've been doing this and I'm just not sure if that's the, well, the answer, what it sounds like that what you're getting at. Yeah. I would say, I, I, I don't think I'd tell them to stop. I, I think I'd say, dude, you're in your house, you're chilling, you're relaxing. If you're not abusing it 
and you're getting completely just blazed, which I get is hard to do once you start. But if you could honestly have self-control, right? Self-control is one of the fruit of the spirit. And if you can exhibit self-control in that particular area, then, man, I, I, I don't see myself saying you, you should quit this. But again, I like I said in the beginning, I'm, I'm that's this, and it's not me being deliberately provocative, that? right? I love to be deliberately provocative. I know you do. So many ways, so many times, I say things genuinely to just punch people verbally and to get a rise and to make people think this isn't that. This is I'm really struggling with it, and at this point, my struggle leads me to man, I don't, I'm not sure I would say you should quit. Do you think that sends that person away with more peace or more confusion? If it were me and I genuinely feel guilt and I don't know where it's coming from. Well, I then it's how can you say it's genuine guilt if you don't know where it's coming from? Be, because I feel it. Yeah, but okay. But I feel guilty because of something that I did like when I was 15 and I said something super stupid and it wasn't a sin but I still feel guilty for stupid things that I've done, that that guilt is misplaced guilt. We can have guilt because, you know, our, our parents told us you shouldn't do this particular thing. Like every once in a while, when I go down to my parents' house, I have a twinge of guilt of drinking with my dad. It's always there. It's probably never going to be gone. But dude, I'm like 45. I can have a drink with my dad or two. And it's like, super cool and fine but there's still this weird thing there because these are my parents and there was a time where they were like appalled that I would drink or do anything that's a misplaced guilt that's it's guilt true it, it is guilt but I wouldn't say it's true guilt true guilt is that conviction from the Holy Spirit and man I I know the difference okay is it possible for it to be sinful for one person but not another uh, of course of course, and that's that's Christian liberty, right? And that's with all Christian liberty issues, Absolutely. right? Right. R- Romans chapter fourteen: To him who does something and it isn't out of faith, to him it is sin. So if somebody is doing something and he's convicted by it, and he still continues to do it, even though he knows in his conscience and his Holy Spirit's him, it's sin. But if somebody by faith realizes, hey, this isn't a problem; it's not a sin. So I think you and I are on the same page when it comes to that conversation that just took place. I think I've walked through. So more. you would say, okay, you would, you would say, if he gets yeah, to the, dude, if he gets to the point, Blazer J, if he gets to the point where he can tell me, like, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see anything in scripture. Like I've really like thought about this. I've really prayed about this, and I think it's fine. I just well, that's when he's coming to us. He wants us to tell him that. Well, right. Well, just a second ago, you were saying if he comes here, he's got guilt. No, you said he has guilt, and I asked you, you to define it. You agreed with me. Okay, well, yeah, anyway. you're right, you're right. That's fake scenario. The guy does have some yeah, guilt. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyway, okay. um, I'm going to walk through all this, and if he really just has a completely clear conscience, here's the thing. I am not going to condemn. I'm not going to point him to a a law that's been built up by something not Scripture. And right now, I cannot, in good conscience, make a dogmatic argument because of what we see here in scripture. No, you're in sin. And so I'm going to err on the side of grace on this one. And yeah, 
I mean, I'm not going to tell him, go smoke it up. But I'm in probably the most passive way I've ever done. I'm probably tell someone, like, well, there's your answer. There you go. The thing is, I think part of the issue for this to me is I, regardless of whether or not I'm going to counsel someone to it, away from it, whatever, um, that is not something that I could ever do with a clear conscience. And okay, I'm, so so the I've, end of this, I was going to ask you. So would you get high at this? Would you smoke pot at this point? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. But part so of it, so this is this is again where we're going to differ because I'm not sure if I would or not, and I, I'm I'm not settled on it. I don't know why I would at this particular point. And we uh, we went on a cruise for our 20th anniversary in the Caribbean, and we got offered you know weed every single port that we went to somebody was selling weed and we didn't take any of it. We totally could have. I mean, and who would know, right? Me and Andy here in the Caribbean, it's our anniversary. It's almost like, well, this is of course the place where you do it. But it, it for me, it wasn't something that I wanted to do, but, but at the so same, is it, it, at I've the, got, I got a question because okay. you're on topic. Yeah. Is it a fun group activity? Yeah. If you're in the if you're in the right group, some key people are buzz kills, and you don't want to be around. Because because dude who brought it up to me, I'd be fun. He says that he see, thinks it's selfish. It doesn't bring him any closer to God or to his brother. So what? Like why indulge in something that's not of benefit to anyone? Right, but he shouldn't. Right, he never should. Yeah, right. But that's why I'm asking. Like, so, so we talked about alcohol before and about apart from all the scripture that we see treating it in a positive manner we talked about how it there's just no replacement for having a conversation with somebody over a beer wait though wait when do you drink when, when does scripture give the most freedom and liberty to drink celebrations right so in that context of me and Eddie celebrating our 20th anniversary, what would have been wrong with that? Right? I mean... They can't see our shrug... Or hear, yeah, they can't see our shrugs. But we're shrugging differently. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, well, what would have been wrong? If somebody were to come back and, and you know, they had just gone... Same case scenario. They went on their anniversary... They were in Aruba and they bought some pot and they got high and they were celebrating their anniversary and then they got on their cruise ship and went on their merry way and and they and he, dude comes back and he's like man I shouldn't have done that I would probably tell him dude quit tripping and be glad that you just you had fun with your wife man yeah yeah I think and that's really the- you're okay with that I'm I'm really genuinely shocked by that that I'm well it already happened. To me, there's something completely different about you don't know whether or not it was sin. It happened. So don't like be consumed by guilt. Yeah, but I'm giving but him I'm t- the freedom to go do it again by saying those things. It's unsaid. But I'm, I'm communicating in that instance, you're celebrating, you're having fun, you're with your wife. It's not like you're just partying every weekend or every day during the week. You're, you're truly celebrating. I think I'm still stuck on your the whole, what do we call it? Impairment before. I, I don't. Yeah, I get that. Don't drive heavy machinery. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to compare it to drunkenness, but 
I do think that it's hard for me to get past whatever principle you want to draw from from for why drunkenness is um, prohibited, how that wouldn't be at least partially transferred to, you know, what we see with smoking. Well, it's why I went to the fruit of the spirit being self-control, because when we're told in the new Testament, don't be drunk with wine, the contrast is, but be filled with the Holy spirit and the fruit of the Holy spirit is self-control. Clearly we're given all kinds of not only permission, but encouragement to drink in scripture. The assumption is those who are filled with the Holy Spirit are going to do, be able to do that in a way that is self-controlled. And I think that if we're taking these principles and treating them fairly, in my mind, I have to do the same thing with this issue with marijuana. So you can get high with self-control, but you can't get drunk with self-control. No, it's, but, but I think what you're missing is if I, if I do one bong rip, that does not necessarily lead to me being baked out of my mind or smoking a joint with three or four other people is not me being completely just lit and I can't function, which is, which is what drunkenness is. You're so drunk that you can't function. Well, right. So I'm, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm not minimizing the fact that there are two different experiences but what I am equating is the fact that there are different levels within that experience on both instances with drinking and with smoking pot. Oh yeah. No, I agree with all that where then I'm not following. Yeah. I don't where understand. we would say you've reached the point of, you know, passing self-control. I wonder if maybe we aren't on the same page for smoking the same way we're on the same page for drinking. That's where I think. Yeah, I, I honestly think we're on different pages. And honestly, I, I, think, don't, I don't think that's wrong. I, I think, think we're it fine. plays to my lack of experience too. Well, we've, yeah, and we've talked about that. And, yeah. and, that, and, and, and that's fine. I'm not, I have no problem with us disagreeing on this. It's hard and, for me to sign off on something that I don't know about. But that's what makes it hard for me to really, you know, have an iron fist about Well, then that send people about. to me. <laughs> So, um, we've already done a marathon episode, which honestly, oh, have we? I've wanted to do anyway. I want to do like a long one, like every once in a while, just pick a topic and go long. Cause we've had a handful of people who wish that we would go longer. Yeah. I kind of can't believe it, but we'll, we'll use this as the test because <laughs> we cracked 40 minutes already. No. Yeah. And, wow. But, but it didn't feel like that, did it? No, but I do still, I have a, like one more thing that I want to address. Yeah. Um, to me, as much an issue as the act itself mm-hmm. is the consequence of the act itself, which I, we've talked about. Explain that. So I, when I was young and maybe more susceptible to this type of temptation than I am now, uh, one of the biggest things that kept me away from it wasn't even that I think biblically it's wrong. It was most of the people who I knew who smoked with any level of frequency were losers. Almost all of them. For sure. Almost all of them. You're right. For sure. And for sure, I was a loser. For sure, I was. Like, I, I look back and I'm like, dang, I'm, I made it through. There are a couple of really rough patches that I'm like, I, I can't believe I made it through that alive. 
but but here I am, and I was I was a total loser. I I get that. So you would have been looking at me and be been like, "Yep, never doing that." Look at Pat; <laughs> that guy sucks at life. Well, and people that I know and like would be check friends me with out now. People that I know and are friends <laughs> with, like they would be totally cool and fun to be around. And then they would go through these seasons where they were smoking a bunch, and it would just suck all the fun right out of them. They were just lumps, and they were lazy, and uh. they. Uh. And then I have that's your lack of experience because. No, and then I have because if you'd have been around, there's there's fun to be had. I'll admit it, there is just like there's fun to be had with drinking. Well, right, but outside of that, they were no fun. Uh, all right, dude, I was there. They were no fun. I, I I'm I'm okay. But I have friends now um, who smoke and Do, wait, okay. So you're totally doing your cool. whole thirty stuff. Yeah, and I'm drinking. Yeah, do you have fun with me? Yeah. It's okay, not, so what's the difference? It's not that they weren't fun because they were smoking and I wasn't. It was that their personality changed, their temperament, their demeanor, their everything. And I'm not just talking about when they were high. I'm talking about it affected the way that they acted for weeks, months at a time. Like I could tell when like certain people like, oh, they've been smoking a lot lately. Like they're not like they're not the same. Right. And you're, I'm not disagreeing with you there. They're smoking a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to always, I'm going to come back and settle on that self-control issue is um, I I don't think it's something that's forbidden fruit. Um, What I think the issue is, is the overindulgence of it. Well, this we're agreeing and coming at it from different sides as we tend to do. But I no, I wasn't trying to say that that's a reason why you couldn't touch it ever. What I more was trying to say was there are some people who shouldn't because they're those type of people. And then I have other people who like you find out later that, Oh, this is something that they like to do. I'm like, Oh, never would have guessed. All right. Yeah. You know? So I, I do think that people respond to it in different ways. Um, yeah. And dude, I feel like there's some people, and this is kind of a different way of saying the same thing where they just become obsessed with it, not in the way that their body responds, but in where their attention is fixated. Yeah, right, right, right. No, no, no. I get, I get that, that there's a lot of people that just suddenly that becomes the only focus. And it's almost like they are worshiping. Oh, definitely. Getting high. And and th- that's wrong. You're you. I'm totally with you right there. That's ridiculous and wrong. And you know, people like all of their clothing have a leaf on yep. it. You know, and it's it's every little thing that they have is some little pun on getting high or smoking pot or something like that. You know, it's it's th- that's wrong. That's it's become an idol. If so. Uh, then I would really struggle with a Christian being in that category, in that place. Well, and so much of the culture surrounding it is kind of just unattractive to me too. Um, But yeah, so we, we talked about already, but for me, like there's just no way one that it's attractive to me anyway, but beyond that, there's just too many things that make it just, just iffy enough in my head to where I just, no, not me. Gotcha. Well, I'm I, I, not me at this point, and I'm not in any of the foreseeable future. But I'm I'm not willing to throw the baby out with that bathwater. 
So this has been our very first marathon episode. Uh, if you would like to participate, I wonder how many calories I burn in the discussion in this marathon. Oh, I almost forgot. Question of the day. Question of the day. Okay, so here's the question of the day. If you, yeah, this is a perfect episode for this. Okay, you ready? Yeah. You ready? Pabst or Firestone Walker eight hundred five. They're real similar. Pabst. Or any other logger. How about that? <laughs> That's your question That's of the, the day. That's the question of the day. I'm going to get you to ask a serious question of the day one time. Why? Because sometimes I, it's... <sighs> you suck the joy out of everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So remember, if you'd like to continue the discussion, hit us up on Instagram. We have a Facebook now. Facebook, Twitter. We're on the Facebook. Yep. Shoot us an email at belongingbeforebelieving at sovereignjoycf.org. Or if you want to get a hold of Pat directly, that's pothead.com. Just, <laughs> just call the number on our website. <laughs> uh, regardless of where you stand on the green issue, boys and girls, we believe that you belong. The environment? The environment?